Welcome to the Self-Care for the Soul podcast. I'm Nia Marie, and I'm an eating disorder and mental health advocate, blogger, influencer, and speaker in Lincoln, Nebraska. And I'm here to talk all things mental health, eating disorders, self-love, and of course, self-care. Sometimes we get too busy focusing on productivity and our to-do lists, and we end up putting our self-care on the back burner. The Self-Care for the Soul podcast is all about no frills, no flourish, self-care, and self-love. Instead, we're focusing on the fundamentals. So join me for my thoughts on self-care and self-love and interviews with other mental health and self-care advocates. Let's jump on in. Hey, what's up, fam? This is Nia Marie, back with another episode of Self-Care for the Soul. So I want to talk tonight about, in my origin story, like what my desires were, where I was coming from. And I think ever since I was a kid, for me, it's all been about wanting to live in a body that was attractive to the male gaze. And so when I started gaining weight as a kid... I desperately wanted to lose it and I desperately wanted to be thin, but there was still this conflict of eating so much that I was gaining weight and eating that way because I was coping with trauma. And that was one of the few coping skills that I had as a kid. And I think it's very common in kids to use food as a coping skill because, or as a coping tool, because there's so few things that they directly have control over in their life. And there's so few things that, you know, they can directly use to give them hap- give themselves happiness, um, to make themselves feel better. And you're socialized that like a full tummy is happiness, a full tummy is comforting. Um, and so like as a kid, I just, I knew that like, you know, when I ate food that was like tasty, like whether that was candy or French fries, it made me feel happier. It made me feel comforted. I wasn't as scared. I wasn't as anxious. And so that is why I was just eating all this food, gaining weight. But at the same time, you know, I was surrounded by girls in junior high and high school who lived in thin bodies, who lived in socially acceptable bodies, and I just wanted so desperately to be thin like them and to be in their body because in my mind, thinness equaled freedom. And I'll talk a little bit about that. It, it's the freedom to have anything that you want and be anything that you want and do anything that you want and that's my, that was my perception of it as a kid was that people in thin bodies, you know, boys were interested in them. So they had the freedom to choose if they wanted to go on dates with boys and if they wanted to approach boys and boys would say yes to them, even though, you know, in reality, boys still say no to girls and not every girl who approaches a boy ends up in a relationship. But in my mind, that's what I saw. And there was this, like, it felt just like, like there was an aura around thin girls who just like 
I felt like they got what they wanted. In reality, I was also in a very privileged school and a very privileged boarding school. And so a lot of the girls who were in thin bodies also just had a lot of privilege and a lot of money and a lot of wealth in their families. And so that was another reason why they were getting all these things. And one thing that I've learned since is that in recovery is that you really have to grieve that thin body because when you're in recovery from an eating disorder, losing weight no longer becomes an option. It, or going on diets no longer becomes an option because it directly, um, what's the word? It directly negates the work that you're doing in recovery. And so if you recover into a fat body, you have to grieve the thin body that you wanted your entire life. You have to let that go. You have to be okay with being in a fat body and accept it and grow to love it. I mean, you don't have to grow to love it, but ideally you grow to love your body. Um, and I learned that hating and shaming my body would have never worked in the end to make me love my body because you can't shame yourself into a positive outcome. Like how often does directly shaming yourself actually leave to lead to a positive outcome in the end. Um, instead, usually you just get shamed. You feel worse about yourself. You get more down on yourself and it's just harder. It's less positive. You're more depressed. You're more upset. Instead of spending the time to like go feel better about yourself, you're like feeling worse about yourself. Um, and I, I think one of the things that was just so crucial for me was that I wanted to be happy and I saw thin people as being happy which wasn't the case obviously thin people are depressed too but for me like I hyper focused on just thinness as giving me everything that I wanted in life instead of looking inside myself and seeing in what ways could I make myself happy and in what ways was I already finding happiness instead of focusing on, you know, the 10 things that I didn't have um, or instead of, sorry, instead of focusing on like the 10 things I did have to make me happy, I was focusing on like the five things that made me unhappy or that I didn't have or that, you know, other people had instead. And I mean, even when I've been like super depressed, like I still find happiness in every day and whether that's, you know, fleeting and not everlasting, whether that's just me laughing at a meme or me calling my friend and making a joke, um, for that moment, I do find happiness. I do find joy. And I think that it's important to mitigate our beliefs of what a happy life is. It's not going to be that like every single moment of every single day you're smiling and you're joyful and you're feeling amazing. Like you're high and on top of the world. Like maybe it's 30% of your day. Maybe it's 20% of your day. Maybe it's 10%. Maybe when you're super, super depressed, it's 2% of your day. Um, but that's still you like if you still zero in on that happiness you're like allowing it to expand you're allowing that to like fill you up and I think life is just about so much more than just being happy I mean we can't 
we can't be happy all the time because then we wouldn't know that we're happy. Like without the low lows, like you don't have high highs and you don't even have highs. You just are stable. And I think that that is more what I aim for now is stability is having, you know, maybe I'm angry that day. Maybe I'm frustrated that day, but also maybe I'm happy that day. Maybe I'm excited that day. Maybe I'm surprised all of these different feelings and allowing them to exist and expand and fill me up. And I so desperately wanted friends in my desire um, for my story like I wanted more friends I wanted all these people surrounding me and I think that was like inaccurate as to what really fills my cup is having like a hundred you know acquaintances or a hundred friends quote unquote doesn't fill me up the way that having like three best friends does having like three really good friends that get me that I can call when I'm down or call when I'm struggling or vent to, um, rant to, you know, yell, like having those three solid friends is what fills my cup. And having those people understand me and get me is so much more important to me than what I felt like at the time where I wanted like all of these people to be my friends. And I wanted the wrong people to be my friends. I wanted like, especially in junior high and high school, I wanted like the popular girls to be my friends. I wanted, you know, the girls who had the lives that I thought I wanted when really, you know, it was the quirky kids, the nerds, the geeks, um, which I say all of these terms lovingly because I fit them. But those were my people. Those were like the people that I needed to be around and, those were the people that would get me and that I could be authentic with. And that is so important to like my self-love, my self-care is authenticity, being real, being vulnerable, letting people see the real me. So those are my desires. Those kind of went into like my struggles, like I talked about in episode two and why I felt so low at the time. Um, and then I did talk about in episode two, hitting that wall. Um, and I will talk more about my backstory in future episodes. And I'll talk more about the epiphany that I had and the decisions that I made moving forward. So I hope everyone has a great night. Stay safe and stay stable.